this morning's family chat. If you've been around for a while, you know what that means. If you haven't, you're kind of like, what's a family chat? This is weird. Uh, it's what, what we at Northwest call our business meeting. Uh, it's, it's not a business meeting, though. It's, it's much more than that. It's an opportunity for us as a church family to, to gather around what God's been doing this past year and also to look ahead at what we, we see God doing the next year. And uh, I get the exciting opportunity to do the best part. It's really become a highlight of the year for me, and I say that in all seriousness. I get to give you the financial update. And I know you might be thinking, why are we leading off with the financial update? Why is that the best part? David, you're crazy. Um, And no, it's not what gets me up in the morning to look at spreadsheets and crunch numbers. Uh, I'd much rather be doing life with you guys as my church family. However, I do get to have a front row seat to what God's doing in in funding the vision that we have to reach our community effectively with the gospel. And it's awesome. It is such a privilege to be able to share with you the things that I get to share with you in the next few moments. And I truly do mean that it is a highlight that I get to be up here and tell you about these things. Uh, The first thing that I wanna draw your attention to um, is is gonna be some numbers that I'm gonna try to keep all this brief and to the point. Uh, Some of you are gonna say, wait, I need more details. Let's go deep down to that. I wanna know more. I wanna know all the nitty gritty. And for those of you, we can talk afterwards. I'll be happy to meet you down here out in the back. Um, Or you can wait till our actual uh, financial audited report is ready or compiled report is ready in October. Uh, Today's gonna be high level so that everybody can kind of just celebrate and and, and soak in what God's been doing at Northwest. Um, The first slide you're gonna see behind me Um, All the information is also in this copy of Deep and Wide, our annual report that you got this morning. Um, But the numbers you see behind me are kind of just a representative of our general fund this year. And it's pretty cool because as you're going to see here, there's a progression. We start with our expenses. It's pretty self-explanatory. That's what we anticipate we will have spent this budget year. Uh, We close our budget year next week on August 31st. So those are actually uh, estimated based on our trend. Um, It's pretty accurate though. And you'll notice that it's smaller than the next number, which is a very good thing. If you're the uh, budgeter in your household, you know it's always good to spend less than you make. That's a a really good thing. Um, So we're under $20,000. And for us at Northwest, that doesn't mean that um, we forgot to do something. Um, And it doesn't mean that, oh, we just had to take out a program because we couldn't afford to do it. It really means that we um, look at our budget throughout the year and we analyze it and we say, hey, do we have to spend all that money there? Or is there a better way we can accomplish that? Or can we have some savings here or there? And so that's representative of the fact that we don't just spend it because we have it. And even more representative of that fact is that our income is $783,000, which is a full $110,000 over what we budgeted for. That's pretty amazing. You guys, it's so cool to be able to see on a week in and week out basis that this, these, these funds keep coming in and you guys are funding the vision and we together are funding the vision that we have to see Northwest effectively reach people with the gospel here. And I get to be the one here today to thank you on behalf of our leadership team for what you're doing to make this ministry possible. Uh, these, these numbers are representative of the fact that you're bought in, that you're giving sacrificially, that you're committed, and we are so thankful for that. And so um, on behalf of our leadership team, on behalf of the staff and the elders, we all are so thankful that we get to be part of what you're part of, be part of Northwest Community Church and to be um, doing what God's called us to do here in Northwest Cary and in the Triangle. Um, The cool thing is that it's not just these numbers that are exciting because you look up there and you say, wow, that's pretty awesome. We've given more than we spent. We gave more than we budgeted. That's great. That's a good thing. The next slide's really where the numbers get pretty cool. These numbers right here uh, are representative of what's going on with our building fund. 
Uh, you guys will remember, if you've been here for the last uh, year, you'll remember that back in March and February, uh, we presented you a vision for what the future looks like as far as having a permanent place for Northwest to call home. And we said to you, hey, this is what it's going to cost. And, you know, our campaign consultant thinks we can raise a million dollars, maybe a little more. And Brian kind of brought that to you and said, I think we can do better. And, um, and you guys did. Uh, as evidenced by the $2.55 million, that's uh, two and a half times what our consultant thought we could bring in. Uh, but even better than that, that second number up there represents that we've taken in a full third of what we as a church family committed to give to this reality that we're hoping will happen in the next two years. We've given nearly what a professional and an expert thought we could do in three years in just less than half a year. That's something to be applauded for. That's something to be thankful for. That's something to praise God for. <laughs> nearly a nearly million dollars has come in and we are, we are in such a healthy place as we enter this building process. And as we look ahead, we know it's been quiet on the building updates and Brian's gonna share more on that in a few minutes. And, and we're just thrilled at what's God, what God's doing and that um, we get to be part of it together. Um, to be honest, the experts also tell you that um, something is supposed to happen when you do a building fund and that's that the general fund is supposed to go down because who wants to give to the general fund and keeping toilet paper in the bathrooms when you can give to the pretty pictures of the cool buildings, right? Um, well, you guys missed that memo, which we're thankful for, because as you noted on the last slide, our general fund is healthy and over, and we're giving faithfully and committed to this building fund, and uh, we're just blown away, and we're so thankful for what we get to be part of and what we get to, to do alongside of you. Um, one thing to note, and it's uh, also mentioned in your uh, annual report, is that we do have a, um, an, an asset listed on our balance sheet of $4.5 million. That's the value of the land that we purchased, um, at least according to the sale of the land. We spent $4.5 million, and we show a $3.8 million bridge loan. That's a temporary loan, and we want to kind of give you a little bit about that. So the temporary loan was necessary to close by our deadline. And as soon as we close with our residential partner, that $3.8 million liability will go away and we will actually own our land free and clear. That's pretty awesome. <clears throat> I'm not going to steal Brian's thunder. He'll get to talk more about that in a few minutes. So um, another thing that I want to draw attention to is that we're not giving just to our general fund or to our building fund, but we're also been giving to our share fund. Um, we're going to take another offering for that next week. And that's sitting at a really healthy, we've taken in $59,000 this year, which puts our total giving here at Northwest at $1.7 million. And I just want to stress to you that we don't take the management of these funds lightly. We, as a leadership team, look at these funds as this is God's resources that he's entrusted to us. How are we best going to steward these resources to disciple the people that are in our church body, but to reach out to the community and to, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth? And that's our job, to take care of these funds and to do this well. And uh, we just wanted to stress to you that, that we are honored and privileged to be able to do that. Um, one of the things that, uh, that's cool about kind of how we do things here at Northwest, and um, I don't know how other churches do it because I've only been on staff at Northwest, but uh, we start our budget year every year with zero. And we say, okay, what is it going to take to do ministry this next year? Um, we don't just take an across the board, hey, people gave $785,000, so that's what we're going to spend this year. We don't look at it that way. We look at it and say, what is it going to take to do ministry effectively this next year? Our staff and our elders dig into it. We analyze what our programs are, what our opportunities for outreach are. We say, okay, what's it going to take? And then we land on some numbers. And these numbers are represented up here, and you've got a little more detail in your handout. And um, those numbers are less than the income that we took in this past year. And we hope that it'll be less than the income we take in next year. And the reason for that is that we, when we have overage, we get to, to fund something we call the reserve fund. And you'll notice in the balance sheet that we have a $200,000 reserve fund. And 
you probably have a reserve fund for your house and we have one for our church. And, and here's what we've been able to do with that reserve fund. Uh, if you remember, uh, probably a year and a half ago, we came to you and said, we need you to pray. There is an opportunity for land that's in front of us and we would like you to pray with us. We didn't come to you and say, we need money, we need money. We said, let's pray together because we need to align ourselves around what God's will is for Northwest. And then we were able to hire professionals. We were able to do surveys and hire engineers. We were able to put a down payment on that land to be able to actually get that process started so that we could come to you with a clear vision for what we see God doing and how this land fits into that vision. And that's all because of the reserve fund. We didn't have to tap in to operating funds. We didn't have to come and beg for extra money to be able to make these things happen because we've been enabled by the, the generosity of our church family to be able to have that reserve fund, to be able to do those things as they arise. And that's been pretty awesome. We've also been able to bless our local and global outreach partners. Last year, we did above and beyond what we thought we were gonna be able to do because we had extra and we said, we're gonna give here, we're gonna give here, we're gonna make this happen for our young life, high school leaders, we're gonna buy them sports passes, all these different things so that they can better minister in the schools and different things like that come out of the reserves that we say, you know what, that's a worthy way to spend that money. And it, it's not part of our budget, but we have it. So we're gonna be able to do this a little bit extra here or there um, as needs arise. Uh, one other thing is we're upfitting our new office. We're gonna be moving on to our property at the end of September. And uh, those funds, again, aren't coming out of our operating budget. We're able to do that out of the reserve fund. And um, that's just one of those things that we're so thankful that we're able to do without hurting our operating budget. Um, just to give you a kind of a, a little bit of an overview, uh, these categories are pretty wide. Operations includes being here, Panther Creek High School, insurance, all the things that it takes to run a church on an annual basis. Our ministry budget is broken up amongst our student ministry, life groups, men, women, all the different things that we do on a yearly basis. That's where that goes. You can see the breakdown in, in, your, uh, in your document. Um, you can look at our whole budget and say, well, as a church, our whole mission is outreach. We're all about seeing lives changed by the gospel. Um, but we also break out a separate subset um, for outreach, and that's to partner with local, local and global outreach partners. It includes Young Life, the families that we support doing church planting overseas. It includes our Kenyan pastors that we support on a monthly basis. It includes our Serve Your City and Movie Night efforts. Those all fall under the outreach budget. And then we have our staff budget. And I'm gonna let Charlie, the chairman of our elder team, address the staff budget uh, as that's approved by our elder team. As David said, I'm Charlie Rogers. I serve on our elder team, and, and we think it's important for you to see uh, our lay elders every now and then, so I get the pleasure of talking a little bit this morning. Um, I do want to walk it back a little bit and put uh, sort of a stake in the ground on some important things that we think are important for you to know from the elder team. First and foremost, David mentioned it, that we build our budgets from a zero-based budget every year. We don't take last year's budget and tweak it, ramp it up, and continue to grow. But that process is really a, a learned discipline and a, and a good discipline to have because our staff is responsible for their budgets. And they build their budgets based on the vision that God gives them for their responsibility. And then the interaction within staff and then as they present it and build it, and then the interaction we have as an elder team as we pray about it and talk vision allows us to, one, save money through the year as we execute the plan. Many of the staff members have that vision, and then they, as they execute, they save money, and we come in below budget. We haven't been over budget yet, um, which is, is a good testimony for the stewardship of our staff. And then we save money year over year because we're not just tweaking a budget and ramping it up, much like our government. But um, we, our staff is very good about that, and our, our leadership team, our elders, have, um, I think that's important for you to know. Um, 
The other thing that's important as from a, a holistic budget standpoint is all of our elders unanimously approve the budget. We uh, discuss it, we pray about it, and it's important to all of us, and we did uh, approve it. Now, as we come into the staff compensation discussion, that's why I'm standing here, because the staff compensation, is, we pull that out of the staff picture, and our staff elders have input into that budget, but our lay staff or our lay elders uh, make the determination on our compensation for our staff. Uh, Keen and I actually serve as a, a small subcommittee, and we try to do the due diligence of research, finding out what's the industry norm, and then... Uh, Make, submitting those recommendations to the rest of the, the lay elder team. And uh, we try to, like we have since the beginning at Northwest, we try to take the position of being generous, but not excessive. And we want our staff to know that we appreciate them as a body um, because they're important to us. They are well equipped. They're learning and getting better all the time, and they do a phenomenal job. So with that, our staff budget, our staff compensation budget, increased 7% year over year. Um, and it's really broken down into, into small buckets. One is uh, we've given a, a small raise, cost of living allowance. Um, after research, we think it's a little bit above the average. And uh, we've given that to them. The big thing that we did was with all the healthcare um, variables going on, we took what used to be a health care allowance to our staff and rolled it up into their total compensation, and that is now their compensation package. What that allowed us to do and them to do as a staff member is they're eligible through the health uh, insurance, um, uh, the formal program, to have a lower um, cost of insurance and a, a bigger benefit for that. What that does from a budgeting standpoint is, since it's now part of their total compensation, the calculations that we have for the employer taxes and their retirement funds are affected by that. So, um, you know, that's one of those issues that you will hear and you'll, you'll hear us talk about. We've laid it on the table as an issue we need to continue to address going forward. Obviously, health insurance changes constantly, almost weekly, it seems like there's different guidance, but obviously year over year. And um, we know that health insurance is important to our staff. We want them to be able to afford it and to have quality health insurance. So we're going to have to keep addressing that. Um, but that's when you roll the cost of living raises the health insurance in and the calculations affected by that. And then we added the other big thing is adding Jerry to our staff. Jerry and his family came on staff. We just announced him a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and, and that's really a part, as much a part of as our, our vision from the beginning of Northwest all the way to our vision from where we stand and sit today looking forward. Um, what it allows us to do is bring a... a team of three equals on our executive leadership team that can be teaching pastors and pastors of care and influence into our body. So three men who are shepherding and leading our, our body as equals. We are not a, a church led by one person. We're a church led by a team of elders and shepherded by a staff team of three men. And uh, so Jerry is really here 
um, to, to serve two roles uh, or two, part of two visions, really, is to give that uh, executive leadership team the balance they need to uh, do what we want as we get ready for God to fulfill what he's told us, he's shown us in that facility that you're going to hear more about here shortly. Um, but So that's a stake in the ground to say, okay, we're building for tomorrow. But as much as we're building for tomorrow, we need them here today with Matt and Brian and Jerry. It allows them and us to execute God's plan today. God's doing phenomenal stuff through our body right now, even though we don't have a building all week long, but in the community, in our life groups, and in the hearts and minds of everybody here. And we're really happy to be able to, through your giving, bring on such quality talent as Jerry. So thank you. Thanks, Charlie. Well, there's a lot more detail we could get into, but we're not going to bore you with those things. I just want to kind of reiterate, we've only scratched the surface, but God's up to some awesome things, and these numbers just capture that. And, uh, and, and we're so thankful for that. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the partnership we have together. And, uh, and we hope that you're um, just blown away and refreshed um, by what God's doing at Northwest and what you get to continue to hear this morning. Well, good morning, Northwest Community Church. My name is Jerry Hines, and uh, I am the newest member of this staff. I was uh, telling the first service that I feel in this morning kind of like some sort of transfer player on an NCAA basketball game, like midway through the championship game, they get to go in. And uh, it's like they haven't been there for the entire season, all the practices, all the other wins and losses, but they just kind of get to jump on the coattails and kind of be in there and be put in. That's the way I feel. That's the way I feel. You're agreeing with me. Yeah. So, uh, so I've only been here two weeks, but even so, we get to celebrate the whole other 50 weeks beyond that. And this last two weeks that I've been here, I've been able to experience just the amazing love for the community and the amazing vision uh, with uh, Serve Your City and other things going on. But man, the, the 50 weeks before that, over the last year, I know has been incredible. Well, listen, I just want to uh, just briefly share a little bit about what some of my responsibilities are going to be in casting some vision and moving ahead. As part of the teaching team, I'm going to be uh, helping to craft some of these Sunday morning services. And you'll see that we've got a little theme here um, called Deep and Wide for this morning's family chat. There's a lot of good churches in this area, and there were some that would characterize themselves by saying, we are very deep. That's what they want to be known as. And they preach straight from Scripture, and it's all about the Word, and, uh, and being deep and going deep, and, and that's wonderful. Uh, but sometimes, if you're not careful when people come in, uh, they feel like an outsider. They don't know all this lingo. They don't understand this language. Uh, and you can be deep and actually not be bringing people to the light of the gospel. There's other churches that would be known as being very, very wide. They want to be characterized as, hey, we want everybody to come in. We don't want to say anything that's going to confuse people or offend people. Or, uh, you know, we just want to be, be wide-armed and wide open-armed and, uh, and, and be available to have anybody come in. And, and that's, uh, that's a philosophy as well. Um, but the problem is, of course, then you never really get down to the truth of Scripture. So it's our efforts in these Sunday morning services in these message series to try and provide a balance of being both very deep and being wide. Um, definitely being committed to the scriptures. We're going to be going through uh, one of our message series is going to be through the book of 1 Corinthians. So we're going to be tackling that 
book. We're going to be talking about the culture there in Corinth and how those people we wanted to follow after Jesus really found it difficult in a wicked culture um, to do that. And that pertains to us here in America, right? We want to follow after Jesus. We're going to have to wrestle with some of these cultural uh, nuances as well. So we're going to dive um, uh, headlong into that uh, and go deep into God's word that way. And we also want to be wide. We want to be reaching um, anybody that walks in the door. We want everybody to know that they're welcome here, no matter what they believe. And if they're not convinced yet, if they're just checking things out, we want this to be a very wide uh, place of influence. Our next series that we're doing in September is called White Picket Fences. And this is definitely a series that can reach anybody because it's smashing the idea that there's this such thing as a, a perfect life a perfect family, a perfect marriage. Anybody got one of those here? Okay, good, that's what I thought. Uh, but a lot of times we think that we're missing out, that there is some idea, but we're gonna, be, um, we're gonna be diving into God's word about that and really helping people to understand that we are all a broken people and we live messy lives, but God comes and makes something beautiful out of that. So we're committed to providing a Sunday morning experience that, that is centered on God's word and yet reaches uh, to the everyday aspects of life in a way that, that, you can, um, that you can apply it to, in a very practical way to what's going on for you. Uh, another area of responsibility is I'm really excited to be partnering with Adam and, uh, and, and just helping out and to encourage the student ministry staff. How many people were blessed last week when you saw all these middle school students and high school students up here sharing from their hearts about what God has done? Well, I've worked in student ministry for a long, long time, 15 plus years. Brian's got that history as well. And many of us have seen and experienced in our own life how valuable it is when you're in those formative years to be poured into and have those voices of influence. So that's what we want to continue to be committed to. And we've got some great plans for that over this next year, including working on a, an international trip for students sometime here the next year and lots of other local opportunities so we can continue to pour into these people right here. They're not just the future of the church. They're part of the church right now, an, an incredible part of the church right now. And we're going to continue uh, to keep them at the forefront. So there's a lot of other things that we want to share with you guys uh, by way of vision, and I'm going to turn things over to my friend Matt. Jerry's been here two weeks, and he made the video. How did you work that out? <laughs> Anyways, so um, so grateful to be here. I am Matt Rice. I'm the Connections and Care Pastor here, and I'm just grateful to be a part of this team. I'm excited about what's happening at Northwest. This past week was a fantastic demonstration of the gospel throughout our community. From the movie night last week with somewhere in an upwards of 1,300 people to last night, we had a block party in a neighborhood of one of our life groups, a back to school ice cream social, and all throughout the week, people inside the church and people outside the church walls were ministered to and, uh, and, and influenced by the gospel because of you. And so I want to just say thank you so much for being a part of this. This is a yearly occurrence for us where we set aside one week to serve our city. And so if you didn't get a chance to get a part of this this week, you did miss out, but next year is your time. And we hope that these opportunities that we do will birth in our life groups an opportunity to have more, more outreach events through our life groups and stuff. But I wanna go ahead and talk to you about sort of what I'm gonna sort of focus on for the next year and what I'm really excited about. In May, I did a sermon series on care and connection. And the big idea was as we get bigger, 
as we get, as we get bigger, we must continually get smaller. As we get bigger, we must continually get smaller. And here's the, here's the, the news flash. God is doing something here at Northwest Community Church. And God is bringing people here. He's brought you here today, and you're not here by accident. You're here because God desires for you to be here, to understand the mission that he's called you to, and that you're a part of something that's much bigger than yourself. And as we get bigger, more people, we have to focus on trying to get smaller. Because when we do get smaller, it is where we can get deeper into God's word, as Jerry said, and also we can get wider in our influence. And the two places, the three places really that I want to talk about that said that's going to happen is through number one, through our deacon ministry and our care ministry. Basically, we want everybody here at the church to understand that we care for you, that we're concerned about things that you go through. Um, Christians get cancer. Christians have messy relationships. Christians experience divorce and letdown. And what we want to do from a care standpoint is we want to be able to care for you. So I'm excited about providing leadership to our deacon ministry. We have, we have five teams that are going to be able to help this. This year, we've also launched our share fund in Galatians chapter 6. It says, do good to all people, but especially those of the household of faith. And we have the share fund, as you've seen in your worship folder, and also as we talked about this morning, that we want to be able to take that fund and be able to bless people that are just struggling and also people outside of our city for the glory of God. Another way that we want to be able to focus on as we get bigger, we must continually get smaller, is through our life groups. And I would say this right now, if you're not in a life group, if you're not in a life group, you will never understand the gospel like you can and like you should if you're not part of one of our life groups. We have 17 life groups that kick off on September the 7th of this year. What I'm really excited, I was sitting at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago, and I had, uh, I'm doing a fast right now. Brian says this is not really a fast, but it is a fast from Diet Coke. And if you knew how much that I drank Diet Coke, then you would realize you need to fast from Diet Coke, okay? So I decided I'm going straight up water. I'm going straight up water, and I really got kind of tired of it, and I was at a restaurant with a friend, and I said, I'm going, I'm going off the wagon. I'm going to get a Diet Coke. And when the wait, waiter came, I stuck to my guns and I said, okay, I'm going to go with unsweet tea. And so I got unsweet tea. Why would you do that, right? It's like dirty water anyway. So you got, I, got sweet, I got unsweet tea. I took some sweetener and I poured it into it. And then I forgot to stir it. And I realized when I looked over at the, the, the unsweet tea that it all had settled on the bottom. And I started thinking about Hebrews chapter 10 where it says, stir each other up for love and good deeds. That is the purpose of our life group, of our life groups, is to stir each other up to love and good deeds. That sweetener settles on the bottom and it is useless to my drink. And if you're not stirred up or being stirred up in the gospel, going deep and having your influence be wide, then really what happens is we're being useless and God has called us to so much bigger and so many greater things than that. And that's what I want for you, is to be connected through our life groups. In addition to that, I'm um, honored and privileged to be able to provide oversight to our children's ministry. Angie Crystal, along with the support of her great husband, is they are hitting it out of the park. Our children's ministry is the greatest children's ministry that I've ever been involved in. And here's our goal. We want to partner with parents to see their kids come to Christ. And what we did a year ago 
is we made a huge transition from a large group teaching time to now individual age-graded classes where they have the big idea, they have the big idea in the large group, and then they break up after about 10 or 15 minutes and they go to these classes where they sit around and have teachers who prepare lessons so they can understand and crafts so they can understand. And we have this curriculum called Gospel Project where every lesson is tied back to Jesus. And ultimately, there is only one message of the Bible, and it's the message of God's redemption through Christ and only through Christ. And so as we get bigger, we must continually get smaller. We want to do that through our care ministry, through our deacons. We want to do that through our life groups. We're, going to, we're doing that through our kids because at the end of the day, when we do that, again, we get deeper in our understanding of the gospel and our influence, our influence is intentional and it's wide. And that is all for the glory of God. And I know you're excited about that. Don't you wish Matt would get excited about his ministry? I mean, I just always comes across so drab and so he's pretty excited. He's pretty excited. God's doing, God's doing some really cool uh, things and he's fasting from Diet Coke. It's all good. It's just all good. Everything's good. Fasting from Diet Coke. I guess that's what happens. If that was my biggest problem, just to fast from Diet Coke, man, I'd be living in heaven if that was my biggest problem. Well, in the fall of 2006, a group of uh, people, very small group of people met in my basement and we asked ourselves this question, what would, it like, what would it be like to be part of a church that was a place where people who were followers of Jesus uh, could go deeper in their faith while at the same time being a place where people who did not yet know Jesus as their personal savior, didn't have a personal saving relationship with Jesus, where they could safely explore the claims of Christ on their life. In other words, what would it look like to be a church where messed up people felt comfortable walking through the doors, recognizing that we're all messed up people, right? You don't have to hang around Northwest very long before um, you hear me say that. And, uh, and I demonstrate it on a regular basis. Um, my neighbors are here this morning. They, they haven't been there long enough really to see me demonstrate it a whole lot, but they will over a period of time tell you, yeah, he's a messed up guy. And we want this to be a place where people feel like they can come in and they can explore the claims of Christ on their life where Christ followers can go deep in their faith. People said to me, well, you've got to choose. You've got to choose between which model. Either you'll be a, a seeker and attractional model or you'll be an equipping model. But you've got to choose or you'll fail before you even get started. And so uh, I told several friends of mine, well, we either write a book in about 10 years that said this is how we did it or we'll say this is why you shouldn't do that. And so we're still uh, writing those chapters, I'm sure, uh, each day. But we decided we weren't going to be either exclusively. That we were going to be a place where people could go deep, but yet we were very concerned about our community and we wanted to be a place where we could reach out and reach people who were hurting and lost. And after all, if you look in Matthew chapter 28, in fact, that's what Jesus said when he talked about he was leaving and we were supposed to go and make disciples, take people deep and passionate in their faith, but it wasn't one or the other. We're supposed to reach, but we're also supposed to go deep. And so we believe at Northwest that on a regular basis, what we should do is we should take just a few minutes, and that's why we do family chat every year, that we should take just a few minutes to refocus ourselves, make sure that we understand the mission and what we're supposed to be here to do. And very simply, Northwest Community Church exists to reach people with the life-changing message of the gospel and equip people to become fully developing followers of Jesus Christ 
who impact their world for him. And the process by which we go about that, you see it flying on the flags every single Sunday morning when you come in here. You see four words. Uh, They just weren't clever words that we thought we need something to put on a flag. These are things that we value, belonging, growing, serving, reaching. Those things are important to us. And it's been really great to see people come uh, into Northwest uh, over the last uh, year. Uh, Some people who come to Northwest uh, for the first time uh, don't have a relationship with Jesus. In fact, I meet people who uh, really haven't gone to church uh, in a long time. It's interesting that as people move into our community, sometimes they haven't gone to church for a long time. A lot of times young couples and now they're having kids and they're going, you know, these little hellions, we got to get them in church someplace. We got to do something with them. And so they show up at church. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. Not really sure what it's all about, but they just come to church. I want you to know if that's you this morning, whether you're single, young, married, older person, wherever you may be in life, but you're just exploring the claims of Christ on your life. We want to say welcome to Northwest. We're glad you're here. And we've tried to create a place which is friendly, which will allow you to do that. Simply a great group of people who will allow you to explore what it means to be a follower of Jesus. There are another group of people that come into our church and uh, they move from from, uh, different places across the country or maybe they even move across town and they're looking for a new fellowship and it's been really great. Some of you know who I'm talking to. You're here this morning and you've jumped into Northwest and you've jumped in with both feet and you've gotten involved. You've bought in very quickly to the vision and to our mission and what we're all about and uh, some of you are already involved serving and you're giving and you're doing all of those things And you're very important because if we're going to go wide, it means that we need some people who understand their faith, who are willing to jump into people's lives, really realizing we're all messed up people, get messy with them and help build them back into the people that God wants them to be. So I'm glad that you're here. In fact, just this last week, our Northwest staff decided a couple of weeks ago uh, that we were going to work together uh, this past Thursday during our um, Serve Your City Week that we were going to work at a Habitat for Humanity house uh, in Apex. And uh, I knew that was going uh, to be a great time. I arrived there on Thursday morning and my uh, comrades were there. All of our staff was there. And I just, right away, I just went, I know this is going to be awesome. And just so you know, in our staff meeting on Tuesdays, I have had to purposely declare that the first hour of staff meeting, we can say, we can do anything, we can laugh, we can tell jokes, we can do whatever we want to do for one hour straight. And we do that, don't we? You've already seen it. We do that for one hour straight. And then David Amon comes in as the director of administration and one hour later, he bangs the gavel down and we start into an agenda. So I just knew that when we showed up on a job site with none of us being carpenters, I just knew it was going to be a fun day. And I looked around and I saw one young lady there that I recognized her face, but I, I couldn't put a, a name with her face. Uh, but I realized real quickly her name was Ashley and she's been coming for about six or eight months. And she worked with us all day long. She jumped in and before the end of the day, she knew our staff well. Now she wasn't in the first service. Ashley, are you here? in the second service. She's not in the second service either. So it, it kind of goes to show you that after she got to know our staff, <laughs> she has now decided it would have been better had I not gone to Habitat for Humanity. My, my point is this, we had such an awesome, awesome time together. And Ashley, even though she was new, she jumped in right away with us. And before the end of the day, I felt like I had known her for years and years and years. 
Let me just tell you, there is nothing uh, better if you're new here at Northwest than to jump in and start serving right away. As you serve with other people, you will get to know them. You will develop relationship with them. And it won't be too long till you'll feel like you've known these people all your life. We had a great time. Well, I want to give you just a little bit about uh, our building. Uh, we asked you in the spring to imagine uh, what it would be like if we built a place where as the church gathered to worship and grow, at the same time, we were a place that our community viewed as a place for help and hope, a place that we designed, that we built, and probably most importantly, we paid for. But at the same time, we built it with the community in mind so that we could be influencers in this community and reach people with the life-changing message of the gospel. We said this, imagine if our community knew our campus as a place to go for help and hope. What if our people thought of our campus as the place to go when they had some of their greatest needs in life? I asked, in fact, these questions, made these statements back in the spring. Need help with your marriage? There are classes and counseling available led by followers of Jesus. Need help trying to figure out how to be a great parent? There's coaching available based on the timeless truths of Scripture. Are your finances a mess? There's Financial Peace University. Struggling with addiction, recovering from the loss of a child or spouse, trying to figure out life after a shattered marriage, this is the place. What if our campus, I asked you, was the place our community thought of at some of the biggest moments in life, such as weddings and funerals? And we knew that we needed to build a place where the church gathers, certainly, but it also has to be a place that our community views as a place where they can come for help and for hope when they are at those crossroads of life. And so David's already told you, we had a capital campaign in the spring, had a financial consultant tell us we'd be fortunate if we raised a million dollars in a three-year pledge, and we as a church family blew that out of the water and raised $2.55 million that's pledged, and a third of that that's already been given. And that's a really incredible thing. It really is. In June, we reported to you that we were able to secure bridge financing, as David alluded to earlier, to go ahead and close on our property. Uh, some of you asked, why did we do that? There are literally builders, developers that are standing in line now for that property. And we felt like we didn't want anything to go wrong. Uh, a bank was crazy enough to, enough to give us the bridge loan, for which we were very thankful for. And so we closed on 60 acres of land at Morrisville Parkway and White Oak Church Road. And today, we, along with our partner bank, own 60 acres of land. Woohoo! That's exciting. That's great. And we are in the process, as David mentioned, of renovating the 80-year-old house that's on that property. It is a sight to behold, although it is becoming a beautiful sight. Um, we are um, uh, doing a lot of paint work. In fact, a painter in our church who's graciously agreed to partner with us, he and his guys have done a fantastic job. This week, already a transformation uh, has taken place. 80-year-old uh, hardwood floors are going to be refinished in the next couple weeks. We're getting new windows in there, hopefully this week, a new roof put on. And um, we're going to save approximately $1,400 a month by the end of September when we move into that, uh, into that office to use as our, as our office space uh, at Northwest. And a number of you are asking, well, how can I help? I, I hear the voices, the rumblings, even right now as I speak. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, you, you can help us in a couple of ways. Number one, we're going to need help moving. It's amazing how much junk we have collected over the last few years. You know how that goes, right? 
uh, as, you, uh, as you get ready to move, you go, where did this stuff come from? Well, gradually, little by little, you brought it over there. Some of you donated stuff to Northwest Community Church, and it's there. Now we need you to help us move it or dispose of it. Uh, we also need some help landscaping. Uh, it's very important to us that uh, this piece of property look fantastic. Uh, we don't want to be that house in the neighborhood, right? Uh, we want it to look great. Some of you, I know God's given you that ability with landscaping. We would love for you to help us uh, in that way. And you can send David uh, an email or give us a call. We'd love for you to help us that way. Uh, we have a contract with uh, Baker Residential uh, developers to buy approximately 38 acres from us. And uh, those site plans uh, for the residential development were uh, put into motion in the town of Cary in May. And uh, it's well along uh, in the process, and we anticipate that we'll close on that residential track of land, hopefully uh, by February. And here's the exciting thing, David alluded to it earlier, that when we close, we're going to own our property free and clear, a property that will have a value at closing of approximately $3 million, and we will close on it when we close with Baker Residential, and our mortgage will be zero, we will hold the deed to that property with no investment from dollars from Northwest Community Church, which is just an awesome, <clears throat> it's really awesome. And I'm telling you, that ought to get you more excited than football season coming up next weekend. I mean, you, you ought to get pumped up about that because when we had our capital campaign, most churches would have had a capital campaign in order that they could raise money to buy dirt. And we've got our dirt paid for. God's taken care of that. And so now every dollar that you're giving to our Irresistible Influence campaign is going directly to our first phase uh, of our campus. And we're tremendously excited about that. Our architects are busy uh, on the design of our phase one uh, building. And we've included some of the elevations uh, in, the, in the brochure that you got this morning and floor plan. There are some other images that are supposed to be scrolling uh, on the screen now. Uh, phase one will include an auditorium that'll seat approximately 400. And there's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome children's space. We are very committed to our children's ministry. We made this statement several months ago, not so that we can simply attract families with children. Now, that is really somewhere down the list, believe it or not. It goes back to us wanting to be deep and wide. Uh, we are serious about our children's ministry because we, we believe we have an incredible responsibility uh, to steward those young lives and to invest in them where they are right now. And so our architects have said, don't you want any office space? Yeah, we'd love it, but we can't afford it. So we're going to do our offices in this house and we're going to have incredible children's space. And it's going to be great. We're excited about that. Along with great gathering areas, uh, indoors and outdoors uh, for people, for small groups, for individuals. And we're excited uh, about that. Well, um, this has, been a, this has been an exciting, exciting time for us, and, and I think it's important uh, for us to remember uh, that as we've hired a general contractor and as we anticipate starting this, uh, uh, this building breaking ground, hopefully in March, and it taking approximately 10 to 12 uh, months to build that building, I think it's really important for us to be reminded and to continually be remembering along the way that uh, this campus is simply a tool. It is not Northwest Community Church. It is a tool. It's simply a tool. We are not about uh, buildings. We are about people. And we view this campus as nothing more than a tool in order for us to be able to invest uh, in the lives of people. 
And so our first phase in our building may be a little bit smaller than our current space actually that we occupy here at Panther Creek High School, but we're gonna have use of it 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, rather than just four hours uh, on a Sunday morning. And we look forward to being creative and intentional as we activate uh, that campus and we use it as a place to live out uh, the reality of the gospel in this community and as a ripple effect uh, around the globe. Well, there are a few things that we want you to pray about uh, over the next uh, several months. If you have a pen and a piece of paper, you can actually uh, write these things down because they're very important. Pray that our site plans will be approved. Um, We think that that's a given, but uh, if you've lived in the town of Cary for any length of time, you know that that's a process uh, that we have to go through. And uh, we're well on our way on both the residential site plan and the church site plan, but pray for that. Uh, Pray that we will close with our residential uh, partner with Baker Residential in February. Uh, We really want their money. And oddly enough, they really want to give it to us uh, because they recognize what a great piece of property it is. But we really want to close with them uh, by February. And pray that God will give our leaders uh, wisdom uh, as we make decisions about the design and about uh, the function uh, of this particular building. And then, as I said earlier, that we as a church family really remain committed to the vision and the strategy of being influencers in this community and around the globe uh, with the gospel. You know, I I, I can say, because I've been here from day one, that um, the first years of Northwest have been great. But my prayer is, I wrote this down, that our dreams and our vision will be bigger than our memories. You know, a lot of times what we have a tendency to do, and maybe some of you have been in churches where they talk about what used to happen back in the past. Do you remember back in the day, you know, when so-and-so was the pastor, and, you know, it was so great, it was so awesome, it was so wonderful, and they're living back 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Those are great memories, but I hope that our vision and our dreams for the future are so much bigger than even the memories we already have in our short history Uh, at Northwest. And some of you have heard me say it before, I believe that our world is yet to see uh, what a church that is fully committed to influencing with the pure gospel, what that kind of church can accomplish uh, in this world when there is that commitment. And by God's grace and with his help, uh, I want us to be uh, that church. God's doing some great uh, things at Northwest and uh, I've said it a lot over the last several months, I'm just humbled to be a small part of it. I really am. Uh, By design from the beginning of Northwest, uh, I had no desire for us to be a church that was centered around one person, around one vision, around one influencer. Uh, We wanted a team of senior leaders that would come along together and would serve together, and that's why these guys uh, are sitting uh, beside me. Uh, Some of you uh, know Jerry, some of you have met him, but I'm telling you, this is an incredible guy. And it won't be too long till you'll recognize why I so passionately wanted him to serve on our senior leadership team here at Northwest. Uh, Jerry, uh, I hired Jerry in the year 2000 to work with me in student ministry. Some of you heard me talk about this because simply he was the best of about 100 people and resumes that I'd looked at. And I thought, well, at least he, he won't hurt me. He'll probably never be my best friend, but at least he won't hurt me. And over the next five years, um, he didn't hurt us, but God used him in an incredible way in the lives of students and in my life and the life of our leaders. And then five years later, he went against God's will and he left me. And no, he didn't. He did exactly what God wanted him to do. And God gave he and Becca nine great years uh, in Michigan on the mission field in the desert. And then, and then 
God graciously uh, allowed the doors to open up for Jerry uh, to come back and, and, uh, and work with me again. And I'm tremendously excited about that. And you need to take the time to get to know Jerry. Jerry and Becca are going to pour their lives into your lives. And you are going to know them whether you want to or not. I assure you of that. And you're going to want to. And uh, Jerry's going to be a great uh, influencer on our team. And I'm, I'm privileged to have him, uh, to be able to work uh, with him on our team. And then this guy over here, I haven't known him as long. Matt and I actually met in June of 2007. We were, we were both getting ready to launch churches. And I begged him at that point to do it with me. And he wouldn't listen to the Lord. And so he, he too, they both have just, you know, but they're right with God now. And that's the important thing. And Matt and I just immediately, I mean, even sitting with him at lunch, I just went, man, I just love this guy. And I said to him that day, let's just start a church together. And he looked at me like I had just landed off of another planet. He's like, you just met me and you want to start a church with me. But I just, I, I knew that we were kindred spirits. And over the next years, um, God gave us a lot of great times together. And then if you've been around here any length of time, you know that uh, Matt's church, the Creek, uh, came to be part of Northwest uh, back about 20 months ago. And um, I will tell you this, some of you know this already, some of you are new to Northwest, you'll figure it out here real quick. You will be loved in such an incredible way and cared for in such an incredible way at Northwest Community Church because this guy is on our team. I really believe that, it's true. This guy loves people and cares about people more than any guy that I've ever done ministry with on a church staff. And I've done ministry with a lot of guys. And we are blessed and privileged to have Matt Rice as part of Northwest Community Church. And I'm pleased to call him my friend and pleased to have both of these guys in leadership together, the three of us. And we anticipate that God is going to continue to do some incredibly cool stuff. That's what God wants to do, cool stuff. <clears throat> well, Jude, Jude, the brother of James, I love this benediction. This is really cool. In Jude 24, Jude, the brother of James and servant of Jesus, closed his letter by writing these words. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.